Hello and welcome to the Owl Nest podcast. Joining me today, oh, I'm Breden Rice. And joining me today, just like every time I drink carbonated beverage, it's Hiccup. Oh man, we're here after quite possibly the shortest week of Overwatch League in history, right? I mean, shortest, but possibly the best considering uh, the standings right now. I think your definition of best needs some serious, like, some serious TLC. I, I, we had nine matches, and of those nine, we had, like, two toilet bowls, like, four three O's. We only had one actual, two bangers, and that was it. When and I, London's in the top three. I, does that make the week innately good, though? <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 no. Yes. It was an interesting week, but it was It was enjoyable. an interesting week. Uh, Short some and sweet. Interesting changes. Short, sweet. We did get some meta changes, um, slightly. Uh, yeah, I, one thing I noticed, uh, we saw a lot of Tracer, a lot more Tracer than we saw before. Um, we saw Overwatch. a large amount of Tracer, comparatively. Yeah. The OWL website actually had an article talking about it. It's pretty interesting. Uh, some of the meta changes you saw, Tracer went up from three point five percent. Five a five percent jump in playtime, and, and Genji, then Genji just died. tanked. He tanked. Yeah, an eight percent drop. So I mean, it was a lot more Tracer than Genji, and Echo kind of also dipped a little bit. Although there were some teams that did still pick the, pick her up, like the outlaws and such but it was tracer over genji which i enjoyed i think tracer has a lot more pop-off potential than genji does but genji's blades are sick not gonna yeah not gonna take that away from from everything that's going on but and but we also saw a lot more of like that that zarya comp being played yeah the uh like the zarya reaper zarya right? reaper kind of rush like i i what I've seen people call it like ghost dive, which I guess because Reaper like shadow steps in, so like Reaper's like playing the role of the main tank in terms of engaging. I mm -hmm. think it's just a rush comp. I don't consider it a dive comp in any sense of the word. Yeah, especially if you look on what maps they tend to bring it out on. It's it's all the maps that you would normally see brawl. Yeah, um, it, it's a lot very... of King's Row, lots. I can wall. Very map dependent, and it's also like harder to coordinate because even though Reaper like shadow steps in, versus when you're playing a Doomfist or Winston comp, it's like the Zarya comp and do in order to engage, you just walk at the enemy team. There's no like death jumping in from above with like tracers and echoes and Doomfit just going. It, it's they just like walk forward. You just see them coming. So it's like you can't. There's no disengage either. So it's like you're in, you're in. You have to win the fight. But we yeah. had some teams, I mean, Dallas was playing it great, but then, you know, Paris tried pulling it out, and that was not not very inspirational. <laughs> Do you think pick rates on that, uh, on that comp are going to go up as time goes on? I think it or... depends. I, because what we saw this week was, like, teams had mixed success with it, but I think that largely just has to do with, like, the, the caliber of the team and the people playing. Because, like, obviously... Yeah. You know, Vestola is not the same as Hanbin. I wouldn't put those two in the same category. So it's like, if your Zarya player isn't, like, cracked, then you're probably just better just staying with the Winston comp. Because the Winston comps are just safe. Yeah. It's a safe pick. And, like, the Doom comps, 
are like very risky. It's like very explosive and aggressive. But if you don't get your win fight, if you don't win the fight immediately, you're kind of locked into the the engage, and it's really easy yeah. to be punished. So the Winston comps with like the tracer, I think, are the safest way to go. And most teams were still playing the Winston comps. It was just we had a little bit more of the other stuff when we got into maps like Eichenwald, Kings Row, and Midtown. We didn't really see a whole lot of Circuit Royal this week. No. So we didn't get yeah. to see any of the funky Sigma comps like we saw before, but we saw it in a handful of matches. But overall, that Circuit Royal is just a different map. It's like Junkertown in Season 1 where everyone was just playing Bastion. Circuit Royal yeah. is just the kind of wonky map where everyone does what they want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing about the Zarya pick, I can't remember who said it, but I heard from someone that uh, Zarya, one reason we're seeing it more is is it got out that Apex playing a lot of Zarya. Oh, yeah, that was um, Honda. So I Hanbin. think it'll be, yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see um, this week with the Apex matches coming in. Uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how much Zarya we see and, and if they play it differently at all. I've I have no idea what APAC yeah, would play with interesting. it. But we it was a good week. We had some terrible eye bleach matches, but we had some okay ones. Some teams looking good, teams looking okay. But I you know Yeah. But it is what it is. Uh one thing that I think's interesting as I'm looking at these uh pick rate charts, uh Ana has the highest pick rate in the game. That doesn't surprise so, me. I mean, Anas are kind of cracked. Yeah, they are. And it's it's good to see. I, I enjoy watching the high-level Ana. <laughs> Don't we all? Oh, yeah. Sleeping um, everyone. So, uh, back to uh, the important stuff, though. Important uh, stuff? The Do important tell. stuff. London Spitfire, rank three in the league. I one map difference away from rank two. Oh, London Spitfire. Just ignore the fact that it's a five-way tie for third place. London Spitfire, they... Look, I... I mean... They're, they've just decided that they don't want to play... They don't want to play by the rules. Although, to be fair, they did play dive on Route 66 and a little bit else. And Shaq's kind of pounded on the tracer. But I mean, it was against Boston, so let's be fair. Yeah, so. Just because they look good on dive against Boston does not mean they're going to look good against literally anyone else. But I think this Rhine comp that they're running out with Hottie is just there. They they that's how they win. But I highly doubt they're going to be able to beat any of the better like actual good teams with it. But they'll be able to beat those lower, the lower, lower, lower bits of the uh, the rankings. Uh, the real question with it though is, are they going to be able to be top eight? At the end of this, uh, no. At the end of this tournament cycle, there's no way. So they're there two, is a way. They're two and four right now, and their next, their last three games for the tournament cycle are Outlaws, Rain, and Gladiators. There's no way, no way in in any any universe in which they beat one of those three teams. There is a world where they beat Atlanta. No, there's not. Because the Doomfist comps are just better against Reinhardt, and they don't look good on dive, generally, outside of playing Boston. Because when they played Shock, they just got slapped around. I, this team is 
they've peaked. This team has peaked already at two and one against two of the worst teams in the league. But I think there is an argument to be made that they are better than any of the bottom teams in the league. Yes. Better than Boston, better than Paris, better than Vancouver. Yes, I do think there better is than the New argument York, to maybe? be made here. Yeah, and it, in a, in a certain universe, I think that their their Rhine comp will just be better than any of those lower teams because the lower teams aren't super great. And I mean, New York didn't even look like they wanted to win that match against Titans at moments. So I think yeah. London definitely is like the it's like the gatekeepers of the lower bracket of the lower like tier currently. But it's like weird because they're not playing what the top teams are playing. So it's like to break into the top, you have to, or the middle. You have to beat a team that's not playing what anyone else is. So, I mean, I've heard... I don't remember who, where I heard it from. I think it was Backbone that may have said it on an interview that, like, they've been blacklisted from scrims by some teams because they're, nobody wants to scrim against them because it's not meaningful scrim practice. It's like Season 2 Hunters, right? Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to scrim against the Hunters yeah. because they were playing just some out-of-left-field stuff that wasn't, like, helpful in scrims. So London is, is currently that way. But I mean, whatever. It's working. Yeah, and, and the thing is, with no one screaming against them, no one gets practice against that play style. And they might be able to sneak in some more wins. Uh, do they end up, you know, making playoffs at the end of the year? Well, I, I mean, so. you know, looking but, 22, 25 weeks in the future, I mean, maybe. I don't really know. The problem is but, that if this is their best look, and the meta shifts shifts to things that rush, and everyone, and then everyone else ends up having to play Reinhardt Rush. I think Spitfire then just get Omega yeah. rolled even harder they, than they, they probably look will. Decent on on dive, um, against yeah, but again, Boston, it was against Boston, who were kind yeah. of throwing with some of their player subs and everything. So I don't. London looks okay now, but they've had a super soft schedule, all things considered. Even though Hottie's out here playing like Bumper, like Bumper is probably just smiling. You know, from afar, he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, I my play style, my child." My child. <laughs> but there's no way this team does anything more against actual competition. Like they probably are gonna get slammed in the final weeks of the kickoff clash. I mean, going into the season though, you had them placed at the bottom. So well, they. I'm gonna, they, I'm, they, gonna I'm gonna hold on to my hopium. You've got and, a lot uh, of hopium to hold on to if you're hoping these te- these these guys gonna are gonna make top eight. eight. Oh no! And when they do, you owe me. Uh... <laughs> those final three matches are so losable for them. Like if they win any one of those, it is the biggest upset that we've we will have had so far. And when they win, you're going to owe me <laughs> uh, one of these. One of those blue, coats? my delicious dark berry <laughs> soda. Blue soda, unbranded. Because we're not sponsored by anyone, so we don't want to show. This could be your soda here. Sponsor. I'm just kidding. Generic soda. Sponsored. <laughs> I hate it. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that's enough talking about London. I could uh, talk about London all day, though. Which, no. London, pick us up. You could be our official team. I'm going to need you to not do that. I do not. <laughs> I do not back this. I don't back this move at all. I'm going to need us to cease. Why don't we talk about an actually good team? Why don't we? Okay. Uh really good team there's one that stands out because they're the only one that really does stand out right now let's talk about the shock man they are amazing 
Uh, all those people going into the season that were like unsure i mean on there were a lot of people i saw on reddit like a lot of people anytime anyone had shock in their top like three or four teams mm-hmm. everyone was like oh a shock lover and stuff like that and and was like bashing them i i mean Here, to be fair it, there was some merit to it because they didn't know how Kaluj would do on the main tanks they didn't know how violet was going to look on lucio this season because last season he looked kind of tragic yeah. but I mean, Kaluj has been looking great on the main tank. Oh, yeah. Violet's been looking fantastic on the main support. I shock, because this week they finally had what theoretically was a true test in the Outlaws. And it, it was, like, not a terribly close match, but it was closer than a 3 It was closer than it the was, other ones they It was had. closer. Well, I mean, it was all, they, also th- they also dropped a map to New York. But I feel like oh, they yeah. were kind of memeing on, against New York on King's Row when they dropped it. So, but Shock looked great this week because proper, they moved away from, from Genji, from, from the proper Genji and instead just put him on Tracer and he just kind of snacked on kids. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. He's kind he was kind of, he was kind of farming on every hero he was playing, but it's like, and we saw a lot more Kilo this week because last week they were doing proper playing the 76 and then they would have Salmon playing Genji and Echo. But mm-hmm. I think because they were deciding to go over to the Tracer, they just decided to keep Kilo in. Sam did come in for King's Row, but I don't think that they were really purpose. I mean, it's not that they weren't trying that map, but it looked like they just kind of were messing about with the, the Sam Echo. Yeah. But it was mainly Kilo Kilo proper that they were running. So and it's they like, were looking really good. They looked great. And so the question is, like, was that Outlaws match, match actually a test for them? Like, because they still looked really good, and if that is if that's their te- if that's what we consider the first test of the shock, then I'd be worried for like literally anybody else in NA. Yeah, yeah, in NA, and then I think that's the important note. But I think, I mean, at this point with four and zero, they're guaranteed a spot in um, the tournament, and I mean, so hopefully we'll be able to see them play against some of these uh, APAC do, teams. Do do we think that there's a chance, a decent chance they go six zero? I mean, they're only they only have two games left, and it's against the Gladiators and the Titans. So realistically, yeah, honestly, they're going to be at least five and one. And so they've got one match. I mean, they've got basically one one match next week. That if they don't go six and zero, it'll be because of that one. Unless Titans come yeah. out and just go super Omega Saiyan, which that's... And I think. I think the Glad's San Francisco game is definitely going to be worth watching. Whether I, I honestly, I'm going to stick with San Francisco. I, I think they look really good right now. And, and every other team, like even the teams that look good right now, there's a, an asterisk next to their name of really good, except this or really good, except these circumstances, mm-hmm. San Francisco, they just, look really good you i don't know there's, know. there's n- no buts there, I, I, there yeah, aren't I, any weaknesses i don't yeah i don't see any weaknesses with this team currently because coming into the season we thought the weaknesses might be collusion main tank or violet's lucio but those have been solved and there's i think it's scary the only potential issues they'll have is a drastic meta change and if it's like a ryan comp and and Luge can't play the Rhine or something like that. I could yeah. see that being an issue. Okay. But yeah, yeah. At this point in the season, at this point in the season, I, I don't think there's anything that's going to be able to stop them in NA. 
the the shock train continues just plowing forward into kids yep. and there's nothing so that take can be done. that haters i'm not just a shock fan <laughs> no you're a spitfire fan apparently i'm a spitfire fan no <laughs> shock just looked great this week but i mean that they played <laughs> the team that supposedly was their challenge was the houston outlaws who i mean how how did you feel about the outlaws this week uh outlaws interesting like I feel like one thing about the Outlaws this week that really stood out to me was the Mayhem look really good, which isn't about the Outlaws. <laughs> nothing to do with but, the Outlaws. But that was the thing. The whole time I was watching, I was like, Mayhem, really impressing. Outlaws didn't do anything that blew my mind. I feel like Dante, he, like, him against Ana is pain to watch. Like, oh. good Ana's oh. just destroy him. You know, well, I mean, if Florida and, also decided to pull out the checkmate Sombra a little bit on some of those push maps, yeah, which and so I think the thing about the outlaws right now is it seems like they've pretty much gotten figured out. Like, I, I feel like the top teams are going to just keep stomping on Houston unless they figure out something else to play. Well, because I don't know if point, stomping is the right word because I mean, they did go to five against Toronto. I, I think it's less, I think it's less that they'll get stomped on and more that they won't be able to win clutch moments because their clutch moments will be canceled out. Because what we've seen is that when Dante plays against really good Anna's, he's just done. And especially what now yeah. the tracer is more in the meta currently is what it looks like going forward. It's just super easy to punish him. And that's like one of the problems with the Doomfist comp versus playing a Winston, because if a Winston jumps in, he can put his bubble down and kind of dance in the bubble to avoid the sleep darts and the nades. But with Dante, he goes in, and yeah, he can power block, but that doesn't stop sleep darts. Yeah. And his 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 backside is still exposed and takes full damage. So he just yeah. goes in, and if he gets caught out, it's over. He's he's stuck. Yeah. They have to... All of their, their ability to win fights is based on whether or not Dante gets slept immediately. And if he does get slept immediately, he's done. It's just sleep, nade, death all over yeah it's just done and there are moments when he pops off he'll he'll get a triple kill and it's like all him and he looks amazing but then is that worth the all the times that he feeds and i don't think so yeah it's 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 a difficult to tell if the upside is worth the downside i mean it was enough to win against the mayhem but i mean because they also tried doing like piggy on zarya on route 66 which they they lost that map, and I don't know if that was just a comp diff. They couldn't deal with Mayhem's high ground on second point, which I think is an inherent flaw with the Reaper Zarya comp. Is that yeah? Like if you're playing it on Eichenwald attack, trying to get that high ground on defense. I mean that second point high ground, you just can't. And that was yeah. the Outlaws just couldn't answer that. And then when they went to the Doomfist, it was just kind of a hit or a miss. And it was also like whether Pelican was getting picked off. Because if, like, if it wasn't Dante getting picked off first, it was Pelican getting picked off first on the Echo. And I yeah. personally would rather see a lot more Pelican Tracer than Pelican Echo. Because he just kind of looked like whether or not he was out of position or not, he was still getting picked up pretty early. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was... Uh... It was kind of rough to watch. Like, I know you're a huge Outlaws fan, and you didn't watch the um, which game was it? It was the yeah, it was the Mayhem match that you weren't able to watch live. And I was watching it, and I was like, 
Oh man, if if outlaws lose this, I... he's gonna be so hard to talk to. <laughs> I would have. I mean, I was worried that they were just gonna do the outlaws things. I mean, because Florida just looks great. All the. I mean, yeah. Florida. Florida is giving me 2020 Valiant vibes. Like another yeah. Gunbus squad that just kind of was picked up a bunch of ragtags that performed is currently performing way above what we all thought, and is living up to the Scrimbucks hype that was coming in. So I just yeah. I wore, I don't know if it was mayhem good outlaws just kind of not that great or if mayhem's just really good. My my worry though is what you brought up is like outlaws have been kind of figured out a li- enough that they may not they might not be able to beat the top teams and I don't yeah. know what they do otherwise because the fact that they're sticking so much to this doomfist tells me that piggy's Winston is not worth the the downside is not worth doesn't have the upside that Dante's Doomfist does and instead has more downside, which worries yeah. me moving forward because if Doomfist comps get slowly, you know, pushed out more and more, what are the outlaws going to do? I mean, they could play Piggy on the Zarya and do what Dallas does and try and lean heavily into that. But, I mean, Piggy's yeah. not Hanbin. So it, it worries me moving forward. I mean, they tried to play some Piggy Reinhardt on Circuit Royal against the Shock that, like, didn't... I mean, they were running, like, Bastion yeah, comps. Think, I don't yeah. even know what was going on. So I think the outlaws need to make some kind of adjustment, whether that's like put Pelican on Tracer, try and maybe run more Zarya comps, so that they can actually keep matches against top teams who will be able to dismantle Doomfist comps yeah. to keep them close. Otherwise, the outlaws are going to be middle of the pack. I feel like the outlaws are in the exact opposite spot as the Shock, where the outlaws kind of need a meta change of sorts to kind of keep their their footing on or just figure it out a little more because they honestly like they are they look worse and worse each week they really do and the the good thing about this week was they did beat florida they they won that game yeah they did beat Um, florida so they are two and one so they're two and one and so they're still they're in that same the tied for third place and uh and there's high chances you know given who they are and they, stuff. Well, they make the tournament and they they should make the tournament because they're two and one and their final three games are against Paris, London, and Vancouver, I think. So like they've oh, then, yeah. so they've they're, got they're like real they've got really easy games moving forward. So yeah. they they'll be able to finish they should be able to finish four and two, which should be enough for top eight. But I just in that tournament, I don't know how far they're able to go. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to do much because, because we, as soon as they're put in a situation where they have to play top teams, I I just don't know that they'll be able to. It's compete, just, especially the, if they aren't getting the practice in these upcoming weeks leading up yeah. to the tournament. It's more but. so just the the weakness of the Doomfist comp, and we also saw that in the Justice match against yeah. the Rain. We saw another Doomfist team get exposed out the wazoo except this one was a bit more dominant fashion unlike the outlaws getting like staying not completely staying in the shock match but not getting like dumpstered and then beating florida rain just came out and just died yeah it was it was painful to watch especially because like i had so much hope for the rain squad going into i did too you know going into all of this and they just looked terrible um yeah, it was it was definitely rough. Uh, I guess one of the big questions is is this troublesome for the rain long term? Maybe I I, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure on that because the the biggest the biggest thing that this match 
was was it was just a DPS diff, specifically between Decay and Nero. Like Decay yeah. was running circles around him, and then Happy was just popping off when he was able to play Widow. And I, I think that was the largest part of it was Decay was able to just win the Tracer duel, and then he was free to just do whatever he wanted. And the difference between Atlanta and Outlaws when it comes to their Doomfist playstyle is Outlaws at least try and be super aggressive, and Dante just kind of gets punished. But the yeah. rain play a very conservative and like reserved style of Doomfist, where they don't push fast tempos. They kind of try and play reactively. And so they gave the Justice so much room to work with and just waited for Rain to do nothing, and then Decay just snacked on him. So yeah. Atlanta has more problems to deal with, I think, with their Doomfist comp than the Outlaws, because the Outlaws, their biggest problem is Dante just kind of feeds a little bit, but with the Rain, they just don't take space, and they give yeah. their opponents so much room to work with, which worked against other teams who didn't try and take advantage of the slow pace, but Justice just ran for it and just waited for them to make a mistake, and Decay just went in and farmed, and then Happy would just kind of... Happy had so much room on Dorado he was like hardly ever pressured. Yeah. I I think the biggest solution for the Atlanta rain coming into the next couple of weeks is they, I, I don't know why they're trying to play these off meta picks when they have one of the best squads out there. Like they can run the Winston. Yeah. So that's should. the weird thing is that they're choosing to run the Doomfist when they literally have Gator on the bench. They have a main tank yeah. player. So there's no reason Unless Gator just hasn't been looking good on the Winston, which I don't which is possible, which is but possible, I but I don't know, I don't think that Gator's Winston would be worse than Hawk playing this odd. I mean, they played like they tried to play Diva on Dorado, but then ended up just swapping back to Doomfist. Like I I don't know what's going on in scrims and stuff to have them feel like they need to try and play Doomfist all the time when they they have a yeah. main tank player. They should use him. Yeah, and so I think that's the bad news of this match, but the good news was the Justice looked dominant. Um, and so for all those Justice fans... Justice uh, stonks on a little bit on the news, rise. They, a little bit on the rise. Um, because Yeah, I, I thought they were really good at reacting and, and playing well against the rain specifically. I, and I think that's typically... I think that's how the Justice usually are, and it seems like kind of... When they're given all the, the room that they want to to do just kind of to do their own thing then they're able decay and happy are able to just kind of sit back and do their thing but when they're pushed heavy and aggro then they kind of just start to fall apart because then decay can't doesn't have as much room happy doesn't have as much room so i would imagine that they'll do great against lower teams who can't really push aggressive but then when the i mean if justice played against outlaws for instance i think the outlaws would take that series because the outlaws would just play super aggro and yeah I don't know that the Justice will be able to handle it, but against Reigns' extremely passive style, they just just beat him. It was a, a DPS and diff more than anything. The rest of this tournament cycle, they're They've playing got an extremely Paris, they're easy. playing Boston, super easy. But then they play and Florida. They're playing Florida, and Florida is going to be a fun one. I, I I think that week in general, from what I've seen, that week's got some bangers coming up. The final and, week and of I the think, tournament. Yeah, and I I think that week's going to be pretty intense it'll determine a lot of um a lot of the the standings going into the tournament yeah. um but yeah i think so next couple of weeks for washington shouldn't be too bad outside of the florida game um 
Atlanta's isn't too difficult either, if I recall correctly. Like, they will be able to make top eight. Like, that's not a concern when I'm thinking about Atlanta, because they're still two and one. And I think that's, yeah. that's, like, that's a theme across all of, like, the middle and upper teams. It's, like, I'm not worried about them when they're playing anyone other than the people at their skill level, but, I mean, you've got five teams sitting at the bottom of the league that are just free wins. Yeah. So I that is definitely hopefully Atlanta is able to get some get some footing on their get get the get their feet on the ground a little bit and try and figure out what they want to play because I don't know that their Doomfist comp is going to work for too much longer. They tried to play some of the Zarya, they still got beat. I think that they just are a passive team, which is not going to work against aggro teams or against teams whose DPS line is better. Yeah, and I just worry that they're going to be content being a middle of the pack team, like a higher middle of the pack team. And the way I see it is like, you know, if NA lets San Francisco just be dominant and every other team just keeps these issues and just floats by, mm-hmm. as soon as we get into the, the tournament play, NA is going to look like garbage against Shanghai, against uh, Seoul, against Chengdu. Potentially, yeah. That, that is a concern. I mean, we, we still have a little bit until those the regions clash but i could see that being a valid concern so hopefully teams like atlanta and even like houston try and get their act together a little bit so yeah we'll have to see but uh now the next big thing we need to talk about is this dark berry soda is so freaking good oh my gosh and only 160 calories i can't believe you're plugging you're plugging generic brand soda so tasty. Um, do you know what else is tasty? No. What? The Dallas Fuel victory over the Glads. What a match. That the, was the an one, awesome reverse sweep. Man, the one certified banger. I mean, Out, Outlaws Mayhem was, was a good match, but this was, yeah, was, this was actually this one, straight up one for one for the ages. So good. I'm pretty sure, that, wasn't this the first reverse sweep of Overwatch 2? Yeah, but I, I mean we're only in week into... two, so it's not like we've it's not like it's been a long time. <laughs> it's monumental. Monumental. Um, first time. First waited, ever. We have waited two, two weeks, weeks for this. It was halfway through the week, so like a week and a half. Oh um, man. Pretty intense. But yeah, uh Glad's fuel. Glad's looked way better. I yeah. I felt way better about the Glad's. I I want I I want to attribute it a little bit to the fact that they, this week they decided to run Ons Kevster the whole time and they didn't run Potapon at all. Who, yeah, like nothing against Potty, but I feel like last week he was kind of the weakest link of the team. He yeah. was always getting caught out. So Ons Kevster looked great. Kevster continued to pound. I didn't feel like they see the problem was this match was close all five maps, but the problem is yeah. is that. At the beginning of the match, like Glads were able to finish out things and were able to take those two maps. But then as the series progressed, they just kind of threw in like in crunch time. Yeah. They would have like Funny Astro had some it, overall. They would like use ults and like four v fives or four v sixes to try and clutch fights, and then would just get boomed. And then Dallas would yeah. then just walk over them. So they tried to they tried too hard to clutch fights. And I think that's largely what and, lost and them. Winning the fight or losing the fight, they lost the match. Yeah. Yeah. I. It was the... But it was still a really good match, and Fuel just got better and better as time went on. But yeah, I mean, and that's the. I I think that's one of the big things is is going into this week. We like last week we talked quite a bit about 
are worries for both of these teams going forward because they both had issues last week. Uh, I mean, you know, week one. Week two, both of them in this match, they both looked awesome, you know, in their own separate ways. And it seems like both teams kind of figured out a lot of their problems. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Glads losing fights when it mattered um, was a big part of their loss, uh, which, you know, it, it happens. And I think uh, that's not something to be hugely worried about. Like, yeah, I, I feel I, like it's just minor, minor things to clean up because, I mean, I look at the Gladiators and they're a team that to me, I think they could beat just about anybody else in the world outside of like yeah. Shanghai and San Francisco probably. But if they don't if they aren't able to clean up fights, then they are they're gonna lose all of those close games. Yeah, so I they true. have the ability to be close with most teams, but if they can't clean up some of their weird clutch moment timing problems that they had in this match towards the tail end, then I don't know that they'll be able to they won't be able to win those those five map series. They'll just kinda yeah. they'll crumble at the end like they did this time. Yeah, I think the fuel, uh, one thing that stuck out to me, uh, they killed it on the Zarya Reaper. I, they I just think love they, it. They love the Zarya yeah. Reaper comps. And they look great on it. I, I think they're kind of going to be the NA standard for the Zarya Reaper. It's just um, so weird that that's the comp that they they picked, because like, you would think that they... I mean, they did run the Winston Genji on like Gibraltar and yeah. stuff. But I, I would have just been like, why? Because if, if I hadn't seen any of the matches and I was told that Winston Genji is like a viable strat, I'd be like, oh yeah, Dallas is running that 100% of the time. They're running it down mid. But then it's like, no, actually, they're mainly running Reaper Zarya. I'm like, what? Which I, I think if the rumors are true that they were the ones that kind of set the, the meta with the Genji and the... Maybe it was a bait. You think it was thing? a bait? It might have been a bait. You think they just <laughs> baited all of NA into thinking Genji was those baiters? Um, maybe. Uh, but more likely, I I think they're just always looking for the next meta. And, I mean, they I were ahead of the curve last they, season. But yeah, with so I think that might just be what they're doing at this point. Is is they aren't content just running what everyone else is running. They're looking towards the up the APAC tournament and. They're thinking, what can we do to be a be APAC? And I yeah, think, but I mean that's not till point, July. I, I know, but but the earlier you start preparing, like let's say, if you're a coach for the Dallas Fuel, you're like, okay, if I'm NA, if I'm Rush, <laughs> yeah, if you're Rush, you're like, okay, NA is easy money. We we guaranteed go to tournament with <laughs> with our schedule. We go to the tournament. How do we win the tournament? <laughs> NA is easy money. And it's by playing Zarya Reaper. I Yeah, I don't... And, and so I, I think they're just looking ahead. I, I think right now, their biggest concern isn't getting to the tournament. It's no, the tournament. they're definitely in the tournament. And I think the only real competition that they'll have will be the Shock. And how they can play against the Shock. Because if, if, the, if the finals of the kickoff clash isn't... If it's not Dallas Shock, then... Some other team had to have just come out with some monkey brain stuff and just boomed somebody. Because in my yeah. mind, Fuel and Shock are the two favorites to win the kickoff clash. And Shock just kind of hard plays the Winston Tracer Soldier or Winston Genji stuff. And Fuel plays that occasionally. But the map pool that they've been having a lot, they just try and play the Zarya Reaper whenever they can. And Glads just didn't have an answer for it in a lot of cases because they tried to play the Doomfist against it and it didn't really work. And they, 
once they they just kind of didn't have an answer, and then once they went to Ilios and Hanbin diffed Reiner on Winston, they kind of that was they just kind of continued to fall. I don't know yeah. I, I, if I if you're if you were Reiner if you're if you were Reiner a main tank player and Hanbin an off tank player comes out and diffs you on your hero. Uh, I don't know how how did, how would that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a uh, it's a little rough. It's a little rough. It's just a, just a little. But it, it was a, it was a good match, and it could have gone. It could have been a three zero either way with how close those matches yeah. were. It just kind of decided to flip its head at halftime. But it it I walked out of this match confident about both of these teams. Like I don't feel bad about Glads. No, like they and it wasn't they both... like Glads. It wasn't like Glads were dominating and then it flipped and then Fuel were no, dominating. No, it was just close. Every single time. match was because super like close. the first push map push map was determined by like single digit meters, and so was the last push map push map, which Dallas successfully pulled off. Probably one of the only like push comebacks that we'll see. Oh yeah, because usually and it's like that. The, the other team caps first point, it's over. It's it, pack your bags. Yeah. But Dallas was like, no, we refuse to lose. We're winning this, and just pulled it back, which was, it was nice awesome to see. To watch. Um, I've got to take a little side note here. A, a little, a little rant. Oh no, we're going. Why? On. Why is Boston bad? <laughs> like, look at their <laughs> roster. How are they messing this season up? Like, how, how are, are they? How are they going? To map five against Vancouver and barely winning. Oh. How are they losing to to everyone else? Like what what is going on with bus I Boston? Mean, so here? here's like, here's what I'll say about the Boston thing. Have you looked at how they're managing the thing though? Like when they were playing London, they got diffed in the tracer duel because for some reason they decided they wanted Valentine to play the tracer instead of, you know, subbing in striker to play tracer. They're mismanaging and then they had like they had Punk in, and they're having Punk play Winston when they literally have two main tanks on their roster. Boston's just not handling their roster well. But, I mean, if you're wanting to look at a team and look at their roster and going, why aren't they good? Why New York is suspect, one. How is a team with Yaki and, like, like they should be way better than what they've been doing. So, I guess this whole rant is just why. New York, Boston, what is wrong with you? Is it just East Coast issues? Like... Is there something in the water? Something no, in the ocean? No, because Washington is doing just fine. Yeah, but is it Washington State or is it Washington D.C.? Oh, it's Washington D.C. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 not on the coast. Wait a minute, they're, they're inland a little bit. Oh no! <laughs> right? I I'm from the West. I don't, I don't know. know. This D.C. wasn't on the agenda. On, you just had an epiphany. On, you were New like, York. "Wait a minute, these teams well, shouldn't yeah, be this I was bad." Just, I was just looking. At the, this is how bad they are. I was just looking through Liquipedia, you know, engaging in this wonderful discussion, and I hovered over Boston, and and I was just like, "Oh man, come the, on, the guys. bread rant. Like, what? What's going on over there? Are they busy having a tea par- party or something? Like, come oh, on, man. guys, step it up. Stop sucking. I don't even. I'm not even a Boston fan, and I'm upset. Like, that's hilarious." The boomage is real. Well, let's let's look at our let's take a look at our uh, our power rankings. Why don't we? Let's yeah, take a, let's take a look at them. So, uh, Atlanta is not number one. Clearly, that is is that a is that a fact? A certified yeah, fact? I, I think at this point, just set them aside. They're uh, 
Okay, we'll get back They're to down that. a little bit. So shock is one easy, easy one. Yeah, Dallas shock, easy, easy two. Money, number one. Uh, I would say yeah, Dallas, Dallas easy and two. Then I'd say Glass a close third. Okay, but now is when we get a little funky. So outlaws are definitely not fourth. And when I'm looking at the team, like Atlanta is definitely not fourth. I would put I want to put Washington fourth just for now. I would go like Washington Toronto would be my order. And I feel like those two could be interchanged. I I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um Yeah, I I could see that. Because um, Washington, I mean they three owed Atlanta, who is theoretically in the same tier as Washington. But like yeah. I always have trouble trusting Washington because they always just come out and then just meme and lose. So it's like putting them at four is like, oh, I don't know if they're actually worth four. But at least for this week's performance, I think they're worthy of the four slot. Now, so whether or not they hold it, that's a different story. But now it's like, what? Because Toronto only played Paris this week, which is not a very yeah. inspiring team. So no. it's like, do we think that Outlaws should be higher than them? Or do we, I mean, because Toronto beat Outlaws. So should Toronto be fifth or should we, or Outlaws still worthy of a fifth slot? I think. Until Outlaws figure it out, they don't deserve anything. Okay, so in the top six, five. so six. They go back. And I, I would put, yeah. I would put Outlaws over Rain because I think Outlaws Doomfist strat is better than Rain. But it's like, would you, keep... you The thing is that Rain beat Florida though. Like I want, I really yeah. want to put Florida above say, Rain. Like I really want to put Rain above, I mean below Mayhem, but Mayhem lost to the Rain. So but Mayhem going forward is on the rise while Atlanta's on the decline. So I mean, like, I, I, I I think I think I want to. to I want I think losing to a Doomfist team week one is for totally forgivable and doesn't affect. Like if if they were to play against Atlanta next week and lose. Then I would put rain above. So them. we're we're we're, we're we're on the we're, we're all in on mayhem the stonks up. All right, mayhem yeah. seventh. Atlanta's on that eighth spot, and now we just and get to the London dumpster fire. Spitfire goes there, and they aren't dumpster fire. They're Spitfire. Well, and they uh, have the potential to oust the rain. No, there's no break, way. There's no way break, because here's what we've seen. Under Spitfire. Here's what we've seen. Every time that Doom comps have played against Rhine comps, the Rhine comp loses because Doom is just strong against Rhine. That's why Florida lost to Rain. But London has shown that they can bring out the Winston when needed. And so against Boston. They play, so they play against Atlanta. It wouldn't, which we've discussed, Boston has the players that they shouldn't be as low. Boston isn't like a guaranteed. When bad does team. okay? They're wait, when does do Spitfire and Rain play in the kickoff clash? No, I don't. Oh, yeah, they do. They play, uh, I think they're that last week as is well. It, is it, is it week four? I want to say it's week four. Let me double check. Because, I mean, if those two play, I mean, taking London would be a... Uh, oh, I, I, I probably would do it, though. I I just don't... Brine comps are yeah. not better so, than the Doomfist comps. Uh, Let's see. No, London's playing... Uh, no, they, I didn't think they played Atlanta. They play Houston. Yo, they do. They oh, they uh, do play, play Atlanta. Um, it doesn't say when it is in this. Let's see. Well, what's the date? It doesn't show on Liquipedia. Why are you looking on Liquipedia? Because it's easier than the Overwatch. Well, website. while you're looking, while you're looking for this, so 
We have well, a London below rain, and then New York. Oh, I found it. Okay, what, what do they uh, play? It's week four. Okay, so Saturday. They, they play next week. 1 p.m. And so it's uh. Well, I think the London's game against Outlaws this coming week. Is it this week? Or is it next week? Uh, uh, no, it's. Do they play? I, I when do Outlaws and Spitfire play? Week three, week four. Uh, let me look. It is week three. Okay, so then the Outlaws so Spitfire lads and Atlanta. So like the Outlaws Spitfire match will give us a good idea of how Spitfire can play against Doomcoms. And if they get bodied by the Outlaws, then I have no hope of them beating Rain. But if they somehow keep it close, oh, against wait, the no, Outlaws... sorry, Outlaws is next week. Oh, okay, so just kidding. So I, I don't, I don't think London. I think London are a solid ninth, and I don't think they're, yeah. they're not. But then we go into, then we go into the cellar. Now we go into the cellar of sadness. So New York, I think, is still the top of the cellar. I mean, just because they have the most potential to break. But out now the of question because... the question is Boston or Paris? Boston or Paris? I don't know. It's like it's like cuz on, Paris on one hand, Paris looked have... really tragic against Toronto, but Boston just didn't want to play against London. The way I see it on one hand, you have the dumpster behind McDonald's. <laughs> and on the other hand, you have the dumpster behind Wendy's. I mean, it's like they both are garbage. And does it really matter? No, the 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 dumpster picks up both of them. Well, so the here's so if we if we if we if we treat it like we do the Atlanta Florida, like Florida was on the up, they look more promising than Atlanta does. I think Boston's problems are easier to solve than Paris cuz I yeah. Paris has some fundamental problems somewhere whereas Boston if they just put the right players in i think could be a little better yeah so i boston has the roster that they should be able to like they should just like my rant they shouldn't they shouldn't be down there so i i I think we could put boston above paris yeah and then titans oh poor poor titans oh my poor titans uh... their next nine matches are like all against like top six teams they're like two tier breaks between um paris and the titans like there's a tier break between <laughs> paris and titans and then there's a tier break between london and excel and there's a tier break there i london is not in this is london, london in that mid is... tier you you think that london is in the same tier as rain yeah i'm i'm full sending on this this is this is the reality of the world we live in. Oh my Spitfire goodness. are going to uh, destroy Rain. It's going to be a 3-1. I think there's also a tier brink between Glads and Justice, though. I think the top three are like far, pretty far yeah. ahead of the other teams. But like four through ninth is a mess. Yep. Literally outside of Spitfire, any one of those teams could beat any of the other teams. Yeah, including Spitfire. No, there is no and world you... in which Spitfire beats Outlaws or Defiant, all right? Maybe Rain. Like, and that's still sniffing some stuff. And that's just because Rain didn't look great this week. Like, you're you're pushing it, putting Spitfire in the same tier, and I'm just letting you have it. <laughs> I'm just it's, letting it's you... Gonna, it's gonna happen. It's The thing is, is, as soon as you start doubting London, London will prove you no. wrong. And so I'm... 
I I trusted you at the beginning when we were making tier lists. Oh, I let man. you talk. Well, to I didn't think London were gonna be coming out on Reinhardt comps. Okay, I didn't think they were being led by yeah, Bumper sure. reincarnated. Okay. See, and and there's potentially a lot more that you don't know. Like you don't know that they're actually the best Winston team. Well, they out aren't. There. I mean, they got bodied by potentially, Sean. but. West region. Well, yeah, so now but... we w do we want to shift around the APAC power rankings any because we haven't touched them since we made yeah, them and there so have been some slight still, changes. What what's the current standings? Just remind me. Go go down the list because I might. So have we we have Shanghai. Shanghai, Chengdu, Seoul, Fusion, Valiant, Spark, Charge. Okay, so I I think the only change I would make. Would I, be swapping Seoul and Chengdu, and I think part of that's just I agree with given you. given the recent uh, getting rid of Farway. But I, I think more importantly, just it's more not having a, a chaotic Prita. environment. Or yeah, that too. That to me, Aprita's Aprita no longer being with the hunters, I think really make puts the hunters in an odd spot because now they're they're just running leave jinmu unless they've signed another dps yeah. player which check liquipedia real have. quick and maybe they signed look. someone they signed an off tank player but i don't know how much he'll get played because i mean yeah, unless, no, unless apec asked. is playing the zarya comps like we've heard then they'll make then they might but my worry is that they're they have jinmu leave and jinmu's a silly hero specialist and outside yeah. of genji his hero pool i mean unless he can play reaper it's like he plays like Farah, he plays Tracer, he doesn't play. I mean, uh, he plays Farah, he plays Genji, he doesn't play Tracer, he doesn't play Hit Scan. So it's like they're relying on Leave to do everything, and that's not going to be enough to beat Soul. And even against Fusion, they might have some problems because MN3 yeah. and Zest. And that's what I was going to say. I don't know that they're guaranteed top three. No, I think them and Fusion are going to be battling for that top three slot. And they pull. Uh, do they? No, I don't think they play week week three. But then Valiant Spark Charge, I mean, Valiant are just, um, No Hill is out here collecting DPS players like Infinity Stones. I think they have five DPS players, because I think they picked yeah. up another one. <laughs> uh, Which, uh, I think I, I saw somewhere, there was a Reddit article, and I didn't read all of it, but, um, a lot of the teams over in APAC got interviewed by, uh... Yeah, I didn't read through it, but I saw that. Oh. I, I read one little clip of it, and it was just them being asked about why they have so many DPS I mean, the, players. It's like 2020. The, the explanation was just like, well, we want to have someone that can play dependent anything depending on the meta. It's like 2020 and, and it's shock. Like, <laughs> as long as they don't bust in it, it could be awesome. I I yes, trust I No just, Hill. I trust No Hill a lot. I mean, No Hill has such a good. I mean, did you see that tweet a couple weeks ago where he was like, he woke up at like two thirty in the morning because he dreamed of like coaching inspiration and like woke <laughs> up and like implemented it and then went back to sleep. Like that That's man awesome. is just insane. So I hope that Valiant do well just because No Hill sound he just is given off like Chad vibes and I want to see the yeah. Dia redemption arc. I really do. I want to see Dia have some success in this league. So then our, our standings going through both of them, APAC, Dragons, Dynasty, Hunters, Fusion, Valiant, Spark, Charge. That looks good to me. Yeah. And then in NA, we have Shock, Fuel, Glads, Tear Break, Justice, Defiant, Outlaws, Mayhem, Rain, Spitfire, Tear Break, Excel, Uprising, Eternal, Tear Break, Dumpster Fire, the yeah. Vancouver Titans. Tragic. 
tragic. Man. Straight up tragic. I, I want I wanted to be a Vancouver fan this no, year. See, the problem is they don't have the breadsticks, so now there's like not even any reason to root for them now. You don't even get breadsticks if they win. Yeah, tragic. So it's the uh, worst. It's it's not too great. But let's uh let's look let's look to uh week three the return yeah, the return of APAC that we APAC is here that it's we've about hinted time. at and it's uh, this next week's schedule holy we're doubling well, the number of matches in a week I think it's worth noting that this last week was the least m- amount of matches we will have this entire season outside of like, some of like tum playoff mess or something. Yeah, yeah, but but as far as as we could tell, this last week was uh, the slowest, and so if this episode's a little short, that's why. I mean, but this, this week, a little long. Week we just three, have a talking problem. we've got eighteen eighteen matches in week three because yeah. APAC so APAC is literally APAC is literally stacking the box because teams like Charge and Valiant are playing three matches Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then in week four. Teams like the Dragons are playing four matches in a week, Thursday through Sunday. That's insane. Like they know they've uh, known this has been coming. Like they obviously were they like they knew that this was the schedule moving forward, but even still, like four matches in back to back days, at that point, it's not even about prep. It's about can your mental hold up over like yeah. If you're a team like the Valiant and you get just boomed in day one by the charge, how gonna be rough yeah um but yeah i I think week three one thing that i noticed as we were looking uh the west na there's uh, there's some tragic matches this week week. (laughs) yeah it's you know even when we were talking about the teams i don't know if all our listeners noticed all of our many listeners all all thousands of you of them um Um, but pretty much all of the uh teams we talked about it's like yeah the next couple of weeks are easy or yeah the next couple of weeks, weeks are, are hard just doomed. because and, and it's they're like, just playing each other top is yeah, playing the bottom so that's how next week's gonna be uh there is one big exception uh that i noticed glads versus shock okay the uh, the, oh, the the singular banger in NA. The singular NA banger. The singular watch, serious match in NA. The, the nice thing, though, the nice thing about there only being one really worthwhile match. I mean, all it's Overwatch, of course. All of it's worthwhile and worth watching. But if if you wake up and watch the only APAC that match. Matches, no, if if you wake up really early watch a pack go to you sleep can sleep you can sleep oh of, of course days. and so yeah yeah so of course uh, why didn't fun. i think but of that lads lads versus shock i'm um, excited for I this match both of us are going to agree on who wins but i think the important thing thing is are the glads going to be able to put up a fight against the shock yeah even um, though i we're both predding shock for this one i Glad showing against Fuel gives me hope that they'll at least be able to take a map off of Shock because yeah. the only quote unquote tests that the Shock have had were the Outlaws, and the Outlaws are not playing like what's considered to be the main meta, whereas Glads are. And yeah, I I think that there may be some because like I Reiner versus Kaluge, Reiner technically should have the upper hand because he's actually a main tank player. But I mean, yeah. And then if you have proper versus Kilo against Kevster and Ons, I take Ons in that matchup. But then I take 
and improper Kevster's like kind of close. And then those those back lines are both stacked. So this hopefully yeah. it goes five. But I mean, if Shock wins it in three one, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. But like this match will really show us how good Shock is because if yeah. Shock comes out and just mops the floor with Glads, then we're just gonna be like, oh no, the rest of NA is yeah. screwed. And, and I think there there are different levels of three ones. Like I I think. 3-1 is likely going to be the outcome of this match, but is it going to be like a 3-1 where it's... Not like the, the New York match? Yeah, like the New York match where it's like... They threw a map clearly. Yeah, they, they took a map but they de got destroyed. And so is it going to be like that or is it going to be like the Dallas Fuel Gladiators match where it's like you have several really close matches and... I think that if Glads, if Glads take a map or two, it'll be because they they beat Shock on non-Winston comps. Because Shock, when they played against New York, yeah, they may not have... Uh, well, who knows what their like effort level was in that King's Row match. But, I mean, New York pulled out the Zarya comp, and Shock kind of kind of was like, what are we... Uh, wasn't really yeah. sure what to do. And Glads could pull out the Zarya comps. I mean, they have the Doomfist comps, but I would not pull that out against Shock. No, so I if Glads win this, it. they'll win it um, off the back of a map or two where they're playing a Zarya comp or something different. But I mean, they could... Said, I think Shock going into this next week, now that they've faced some of these comps and seen that they're coming out more, they're going to have a lot more practice against these Yeah, comps. but I mean, this is the first time that Shock will be playing against a high... T uh, like a a high a top true. caliber Winston soldier tracer Genji team because before this the only teams they played that did that were Paris and London but London didn't play that so it was literally just yeah. Paris and I don't think Paris is the best like measuring stick for how good Winston tracer Genji teams can be <laughs> so I think that it, it's just such a good match it's like literally the only quality NA match but we also literally have what we have like the uh, nine APAC games. <laughs> so, I I want to talk about Valiant Charge first. Cause there are more games than there are teams in APAC. There, yeah, I mean, I told, Valiant's playing three games. Wow. So, uh, Valiant Charge, yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts on a Valiant Charge match? Who would you think would come out on top of that one? I think Valiant should, but... Um, is that your cred, or like... is that a... Let me, let me, give me a second. Because I, I, I believe in Valiant. I believe in the No Hill, uh, Beijing Bears, uh, Valiant okay. rebranded. My official. Your official pred, what is it? official pred, charge win. Oh. Barely. You they think it's a 3-2. They get tank diffed. It's going to be a tank diff between Rio and Krong over Sassen. Yeah, I, and I mean, Sassen, be, who knows how because I, I think, Sassen's even going to be. Yeah, that, I, I think anytime you see a team with a single tank player, it's kind of a I mean, little bit of a red, shock. red flag. It is working for shock. <laughs> uh, and and I, the thing is, is like, I think Valiant have the potential to... I mean, I think Valiant are the better team, and I think long-term they're going to be the better team. Mm -hmm. But I think coming into the season, there might be a little bit of a figuring things out, figuring See, the, out the when the thing is, is this, this match is the second, the second APAC match. It's the second Friday game. So this is the first game for both these teams. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I'm taking, I'm taking Valiant. I think it'll be a five mapper though, and I think Valiant will just come in and show some fortitude as they begin their gauntlet weekend because I mean they're playing Soul on Saturday, which is yeah. not that's not too it's, great. So yeah, we're I, I we're divided. We're divided here, but we think it'll be a close. Yeah. It'll close. Yeah, one. I think it'll be close, but I uh, yeah. Going to... So yeah. how about how about what I think Dynasty is the the Chengdu? banger the banger APAC match probably hopefully is Dynasty Chengdu on Sunday. Yeah. I I'm I I don't see how Hunters win this honestly. I'm going with Dynasty. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. I think it'll be really interesting. The thing about Chengdu that's always fun to watch is they always find a way to play kind of like anti-meta cop comps yeah and I, so it'll be interesting to see what they end up running in apac if every team is running mostly the zarya it'll be interesting maybe they'll bring out the, the winston or the ball <laughs> the channel yeah. channel some 2019 level stuff i i think but, that uh, it's, it'll I think, be interesting i think they're just diffed in every category other than leave yeah because i mean that. leave leave can play up to profit fits jinmu can't and i'll take smurf over hunter's tank line any yeah. day and then their back line is uh creative and uh vindime so i th the back line may be a bit even uh but with monk and nisha nisha yeah so i think the back line will be a little close but i mean outside of leave i think the rest of hunters are just kind of diffed i think profit and fits and smurf are just going to have their way because if there's if there was if there was a solo tank in this league that I would trust to play everything, it'd be Smurf. Because super yeah. does super doesn't exist anymore. So I I don't I think it'll be a three one probably. Yeah. I think hunters will be able I, I to take a cheese map. Or I think hunters will be able to take a cheese map somewhere. Like if they go to Circuit Royal, then I think hunters might be able to take something. I but otherwise, Dynasty is going to win that at, at least minimum four. There's no way this one goes to five. Yeah, I, I think Dynasty are a pretty solid second. I like I, I think that there's definitely a tear break between those two teams, and I think it's going to be pretty All right. clear. So then the final match that I want to predict, uh, that I want to talk about is Spark Valiant. Yeah. So like um, this is the final APAC game. And Valiant... And Spark are both playing three games that weekend, so it's literally the final game for both of them. I think this game is really going to come down to who's got the stronger mental. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think this is going to be. See, here's the, the... here's I. So I'm prepping Spark for this one. You, what are you thinking? And I, so I, I think I agree with you, and I think. The reason why is is probably the same for both of us. It's the fact that the Spark have three tanks. I, I think the Spark have the better roster, but even though I'm not predding Valiant, I will play Devil's Advocate to the Spark match. Spark, So Valiant are playing three matches that week, right? They're playing Soul yeah. and they're playing Charge. The Charge match could be a little close. They have some hope to win that one, but the Soul yeah. match is kind of a write-off. Spark are playing Soul and Shanghai as their oh, yeah. other two matches. So they're going to be coming in, most likely, into this final match of the weekend, just doomed. They are probably coming in, winning maybe one map, if they're lucky, against, like, Dynasty. It's, yeah. And so I could see a world in which Valiant come in with slightly higher hopes if they beat the charge on Friday, and then they... And even if they do get bodied by Dynasty, at least they have won a match, whereas Spark are probably 0-2 quite deep into the dirt coming into this match. I that think being said, I feel like with the Sparks 
roster being as deep as it is, especially with their tank line, they'll be able to rotate enough in the early couple matches. That yes, they'll have bad mental, but at least they won't have as much fatigue. Well, as they the need Valiant. to. Well, they want. They do want to be careful with the, the roster swaps because that's what made them suck the last couple of years. True. Is they just decide to do roster roulette, playing roll the dice <laughs> to see who plays. Which I the hope the first couple matches doesn't matter, but if they I hope don't they don't do, do that. that I the hope Valiant. they don't do that against this season. But I think Spark Valiant could be a close game because it, they're just yeah. gonna be so tired. They're gonna be so tired coming to that match, and Spark are just gonna be probably have gotten beaten down pretty hard yeah. over the last two days. So it, I I hope that I hope that that game doesn't just turn into a slugfest with both teams just kind of like oh get us out of this weekend. It sucks. They're but at least they don't have to take play a long nap after that. At least they don't have to play four matches next week like some other Impact teams. Yeah, good luck to those guys. So it'll be close, but it's just going to be so nice to see APAC back, even though we're like just loaded on games, 18 matches. But then next week, there's 20. These last two weeks, the kickoff clash are there's just so many games. It's My ridiculous. brain's going to fry. I'm going to go into overload trying to remember what happened. Especially when teams are playing three matches, they'll be like, I don't even remember what happened between the three Valiant games. They're all the same to me. So I'm excited for week three. So uh, one thing that I, I just realized, um, this soda has 2% uh, your daily value of uh, sodium. Uh, it's not coming into focus. Which, oh, wait, wait. Focus, focus. No, you, we focus. do not get to see the sodium content of your nope. off-brand soda. But it's 2%, 2% your daily value of sodium. Of but salt? these next, the play of the game has about... Play of the game? I think... Times your, uh, I think play. I think play salt. is a bit strong. This is yeah. definitely... So this is, this is much more of a, a trash talk of the week. And we have a couple oh, examples... Oh, my goodness. Mayhem came out and just didn't. They they just were like, we don't care about the Titans. Hydron specific. The, it was really just Hydron. The rest yeah. of the Mayhem didn't really like push buttons anymore. But I mean, Hydron was just he just he he just wouldn't let he, up. Uh, Kings Row. He just went off on him a little bit. He just he he was just ready for for it to be over and felt bad. It, the big thing he he was just checking to make sure they were okay. Uh, to which Masa responded, <laughs> no. <laughs> which, I mean, if you were on that roster... Uh, Masa always just looks so point. sad. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> Mayhem is a Hydron. is just like, go Widow, go Soldier. No, how about you win first? And then he's like, oh, GG, hashtag force of nature. Huh? Yeah, this Titans team, man. The Titans are just getting clowned on, though, because after they... When they were losing to Mayhem, I mean, an honorable mention for this, the memes of the week. I mean, Spitfire just, man, they dogpiled on the Titans with their yeah. tweet. And you guys placed us last in your power rankings. Were we, They've got we, a point. That was directly, that was directly towards, towards us, me specifically. <laughs> Look, London, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm okay with you being in ninth for now. I want you to beat Atlanta. I'm not going to pred you against Atlanta, probably, but I don't know. But poor Titans. This this Titans team. Oh man, I they their next string of nine games is just rough. The first time they play against a team they could win against is like August 14th or something when they play Eternal. And and I I would not I would not pred them against Eternal. To a win. No, it's like. like 
They're so bad. It's so painful to watch, and and there's little hope that they'll turn anything around. I I um, just because I mean they added, they haven't added anybody. I mean, oh no, no, they added Mirror, which I don't understand because I thought Psycho yeah. was doing fine. But then again, it's like Paris dropped Naga and signed Wub. I mean, Wub looked okay, but I don't think a, a flex <laughs> DPS swap is going to solve your problems. Yeah, I I think Paris must have some sort of. They're having other issues of some sort, I'm sure. Um, it's 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 bad. The basement teams in NA yeah. are pretty bad, and it's yeah. tragic to see. And unfortunately, in week three, there's a lot of tragic NA games. And that's the, that's the thing. Like, it seems like the worst teams in APAC are like miles above the worst teams. I in, would take in charge against any one of those bottom NA teams any day. Outside of Spitfire. Outside, well, at Spitfire, we've determined are a low to mid table team. We put a tier break between yeah, them I, I, and the I basement. I just wanted to make sure that your mental wasn't moving them down because I know that you you tend I, to. Uh, I think they're definitely imposters. I think they're Spitfire. definitely imposters, but I'm open <laughs> to being proven wrong. So that's it for the shortest week in overwatch league regular yeah. season history we're done now now London, we get to sleep prove hiccup wrong now we get to go sleep for a couple days as we just we bank we backload all of our sleep so that we can stay up and watch all of the apac games live we hibernate we hibernate for one day for thursday that's it except i uh won't be able to sleep because not the again! The wonderful amount of caffeine in this delicious oh, berry soda. No. Oh, Get them today. No. Oh, not enough. Get me <laughs> out of this. We'll see you guys all next week after we've run see the gauntlet of eighteen games. See you guys next games. week. Have a groovy night. <laughs> we'll see ya.